Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a one-time donation or a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at love letters and mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This week, I wanted to talk about that really special, important, and sometimes very challenging time in all of our lives. When we are no longer who we were, we're no longer where we were, but we don't know where we're going yet. We just know that the life we used to live, the person we used to be, the way we used to live no longer suits us. And we're in that space, whether that's curiosity, whether it's shedding, whether it's researching, whether it's coming up with ideas of what we want next, but we're not quite there yet. And I wanted to open this episode with something I shared on social media a few weeks ago. And I said, it's okay to want something else and to not know what that is yet. I miss so many things, but more than anything, I miss the in-between stage being part of our culture. I miss feeling focused, purposeful, and aligned. And it's absolutely okay if I don't force myself back into that. The combination of geographic distance, the aftermath of our collective experience these last few years, and a massive dose of life on life's terms has me suspended in a less than desirable liminal space. Now, maybe it's age, maybe it's circumstance, and maybe I'm just a dark rain cloud, but I remember life not feeling like this. And while I can accept that life won't be what it was or what I thought it could be, I'm wondering if this disenchanted fog will ever dissipate. And sure, that sounds like a depressing take on things, but more than that, I'd say I was simply uninterested. The armchair pathologizers will say, then do something radically different, as if immediate reactive action is the same as a powerful inner knowing, as if craving something without having it yet is worthless. I also wish more people were talking about this, because not everything is a problem to be instantly solved. And you haven't failed in the process of learning, deconstructing, questioning, or being uncertain. Because uncertainty and discomfort will take you places. And in the meantime, you get to meet yourself over and over and over again. And the curious you, the one who wants things, the one who questions things is just as worthy as the version of you who goes out there and eventually gets them. 
Well, whether you agree with what I wrote or you have completely different feelings about it, I think that this topic is really important. This concept of yet, this in-between space, the idea of growing or transforming, and sometimes how devalued or criticized it is in our culture. It's almost seen as if you are not in black and white thinking, if you are not constantly in activity, then what you're doing is worthless. And we forget that so much happens in stillness, so much happens in exploration, so much happens in doubt and questioning and making mistakes. And it's not just point A to point B to point C and so on. For so many of us, in fact, probably for all of us, our journey is circuitous. And that doesn't mean that we've fallen off the path. It means that that just might be the path that we don't really know what we need to get us to the next stage. And I always think about something my friend Dan said to me many years ago. And he said, if I asked you to tell me what it is that you wanted in your life, that would be your ideal situation. I promise you, you would look back five years later and you would have sold yourself short because we actually don't know what we need. We know what we want. We know what feels good. We know what feels familiar, but we're not really equipped with that prescience to have an understanding of where our journey is going to take us or what those stops along the way are going to teach us. And I'm not saying this because I am having a particularly challenging time these days. I'm saying it because I really agree with that. I really believe in that. I've seen it bring so much to the surface in my own life, whether it was that stillness or that questioning or even that disorientation and that discomfort of things not feeling quite right. Sometimes that was absolutely necessary to get me to the next stage of my life. And I always think about that Ram Dass quote where he says, everything is grist for the mill. And how frustrating that can be when you're looking at your life and thinking, this is not what I want right now. I am so uncomfortable. How did I get here? I did everything quote unquote right. How is it turning out like this? Why isn't anything working out? And we've all been in those stages, whether it's about our relationships, our mental health, our financial health, our physical health. We can look around and say, well, I did everything right. Why is nothing feeling right? Why are things falling apart? And I guess I wanted to bring that up because it's just not something we talk about. You know, we glorify when we see the finished product, the end result, the person on the mountaintop, but we never talk about what takes to get us there. And I find that so interesting, especially on social media where you can post a final result, whether that's a great picture or a story or a reel. But if you share anything human about your very human process of questioning, of unraveling, of making mistakes, it's so pathologized. And I think about what that does to us, how that cuts us off from sharing our experience and making that safe for the person next to us to have a similar experience. And I don't know why I'm so comfortable with discomfort and so trusting in these moments when it seems like nothing is working out, 
but I can probably trace it back to watching other people in my life be okay with it, not be in love with it, not be so excited, not having a profound desire to return to this moment of confusion and discomfort, but being okay sitting in the discomfort, sitting in the stillness, taking themselves out of reactivity and almost walking towards receptivity. So in moments of reactivity, think about sitting there almost with like clenched fists and in receptivity, your palms are open and outstretched. And it's almost saying, yeah, I'll welcome everything and push away nothing. And that reminds me of that book, uh, The Five Invitations by Frank Ostazeski that I've spoken about on this podcast quite a bit. And that was one of his invitations, welcome everything and push away nothing. And how contrary is that to our current culture where we only talk about the final results and we never talk about the waves of discomfort or changing our minds or what it feels like to tap into our discernment even if it's profoundly inconvenient and this won't be my longest episode it's not my best outlined episode it's not the one that has great quotes or clinical references but it's a very, very human episode. And that's exactly what I come here to do is to open these conversations and to remind you that the world is not all final and finished results. It's not all black and white thinking. It's not all categorizing into good and bad. It's about being able to bring yourself into those spaces of uncertainty and discomfort and trust that it's leading you to something else that it's not working against you, which is absolutely how I feel like it's working in my own life right now, which is why I'm talking about that because, you know, I wake up every day and my brain is telling me that all of these things are going horribly because it's working against you instead of maybe these things are unfolding in a way that is leading you to the next level. And that can be really challenging to hear, especially if we're dealing with trauma or complex trauma or things that are very unwelcome in our lives and that can be really distorted right anyone can weaponize any type of phrase like that and that's not what this is about i'm not encouraging anyone to love the trauma in their lives or to welcome it i'm talking about moments of discomfort and discomfort is different from pain and that's where our discernment comes in because something inside of us might be telling us that, you know, questioning ourselves, questioning our lives, questioning our partner, questioning our path, all of those things are pain. And they're not. They can be a little painful, but they're mostly discomfort. And discomfort is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to look around, to look within, to come up with new solutions, to take counterintuitive actions to try something new, to get something new, maybe to shake us up and take us off this very rigid path we've been on. There is so much power in stillness, in centeredness, in allowing these things to rise to the surface in our lives without naming them or writing a story about them or instantly pivoting into our grandiose feelings about them or about ourselves, whether that script is I'm the best person on earth or I'm the worst person on earth or I deserve this because I'm bad or I've earned this because I'm good. 
maybe it's about approaching these things from a position of neutrality and allowing them to almost wash over you and see where they take you. And this is not some spiritual prescription that I'm putting out there. It's literally just a conversation. So wherever you're at today, if you're in that space of not quite there yet, and you are no longer who you were, and you are not quite yet at where you want to be or who you want to be, I want to remind you that this space is valid. And the person you are in this space is also valid. And these experiences mean something. It's not just this in-between phase to be ignored and deleted when you finally get to your destination. Because eventually we will all get to our destination and everything that's happened along the way will be inside of us, informing us, helping us, turning that switch of discernment on so we can step out of reactivity and really approach our life from the position of observer instead of storyteller. And how freeing would that be? So again, like I promised, not my longest episode, probably not my most profound, but definitely calling you in and reminding you that you are not alone if you are not at your finished, final, most perfect product. You're allowed to be human, you're allowed to make mistakes, and you are definitely allowed to be on a journey. And I say this to you because I'm also saying it to myself every single day. And I always say it at the beginning of the episode that I am so glad you're here, but today I almost feel like I need to close with that. I am so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you're showing up, even if you're not feeling perfect, even if you're not feeling worthy, even if you're feeling confused. I am so glad you're here. Until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.